As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Happy NBA Day to everyone out there. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory. And to my left, it's the bearded one, Matapsha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Smash that like button and subscribe. All you podcast listeners, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Look at this guy, TK, with the NBA jacket and the tallest hat I've ever seen on a man. <laughs> Holy, look at the height on that hat. Everything's bigger in Texas, <laughs> including tall hats. Wow, you got a power look here today. I feel like you're going to call a, a blocking charge on me or something. I don't know. Yeah, referee from the neck down and baseball manager from the neck up. Yes, congrats to I couldn't your, find uh, just a Western Conference jacket, though. No? Only half the league is starting today. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, the, Sorry to the Eastern Conference, not yeah. part of the NBA. Yeah, the East gets going on Wednesday night. Uh, well, yes, two games on tonight. Very excited. Real NBA basketball is back. And we're actually going to have a pregame stream on playback. I'll make sure to add that to the YouTube notes. Uh, Sorry, I forgot to do that before the show. But yeah, we're going to jump on around 6.30 p.m. Eastern. TK and myself and you joining us uh, to get ready for the first game of the doubleheader tonight, Lakers and Nuggets. So we'll go for an hour before the action starts. Again, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And then on Wednesday night, we also have plans to do some actual watching of basketball on playback, but we'll get to that tomorrow. On today's pod, we're going to rank the worst NBA City Edition jerseys. We're going to try. It's going to be tough to pick the worst. Tie for 30th. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Trey has a slamming tweet of the night. Can't wait for that. And uh, we got a whole lot more. But first, let's play some true or false. All right, on the eve of the NBA season, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks agreed on a three-year, $186 million contract extension. The deal includes a player option for the 27-28 season, but true or false, Trey? Giannis and the Bucks agreeing to this big contract extension now on the eve of the NBA season is shocking. True or false? I think it's true. Um, a minor shock, though. Like, yeah. uh, you ever try licking the top of a 9-volt battery? <laughs> yeah, I have, actually. Right? It's yeah. just like a tiny little yeah. shock. Yeah. And that's what this is, because Giannis lied to us. He said... A lot of money isn't important, but a lot of effing money 
is very important. That's why I'm signing next summer. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody else told us too. Bobby Marks, chief among them, <laughs> explaining how Giannis would be able to cash in even bigger next summer. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like he would wait for the bigger payday. But apparently by signing this extension now, he can sign two more extensions with the Bucks further right. down the line. So three paydays also is a good way to get a lot of effing money. Uh, and $186 million, that's a good start uh, as well. So I'm not shocked Giannis is back. Once the Bucks made the move for Dame Lillard, it felt very similar to when the Bucks made the move for Drew Holiday the last time Giannis yep. was up for an extension. He obviously liked what they were doing. He obviously feels like the Bucks' championship window continues to be open. He's basically locked in for four years now with Damian Lillard. Lillard has a player option for the 26-27 season uh, that Giannis's contract extends through, but you just got to tip your gigantic hat <laughs> <laughs> to John Horst. What a clutch GM. His superstar that they found in the middle of the draft has come up for extension twice. He's made a little bit of noise about saying, I want to win a championship and I want to do it here in Milwaukee. Brought in the players that made Giannis want to sign the deal, so now they go into the season with none of this pressure over their heads. Great stuff uh, from the Bucks and awesome for Giannis. A minor shock, I think that's a great way to put it. Because you're right, Giannis told the New York Times, our New York Times, that it would uh, (laughs) not make financial sense for him to sign an extension until the offseason. He reiterated that at Media Day in an interview. So we just thought, okay, yeah. Oh, makes sense. He'll uh, he'll he will sign it uh, come uh, come the summer. But no, he gets it done now. Yeah, shout out to John Horse and the Bucks organization uh, for locking this up. I mean, it does remove sort of a a question mark that could potentially have hung over a Bucks season. Let's say with a slow start or an injury to one of their guys, then it's all like, oh, what's Giannis going to do? Is he happy with Dame? There is he happy with this direction of the franchise? Well, that's not really an issue now. Let's break down his current contract structure. Giannis this season makes forty five point six million. In 24-25, it'll be 48.8. Now, in 25-26, he will make 57.6 million. That replaces the $51.5 million player option that he did have. In 26-27, it's 62 million plus. And then in 27-28, it's uh, just shy of 67 million. But that one is a player option. And you said it, Trey. This contract extension might be setting up for the next contract extension or deal these guys they're slick with it they're always looking like a contract to her head now uh, and when you're at the level of a Giannis you can you can afford to do that yeah definitely superstar summer for Giannis Antetokounmpo flexing his muscles yeah. in the media getting his team to make a move you heard John Horst say it was a little bit above not at all the comments that Giannis made about needing somebody uh, alongside yeah. him trying to win a championship so certainly that factored uh into their mind and Great stuff uh, for the Bucks. Now all they got to do is win some championships. That's because right. guess what? A lot of players sign extensions and then leave. One of them is on Giannis's team right now. That is a good point. Just because he's uh, signed the contract extension does not mean that 100% he is there for life. Yeah. He's talked about wanting to be in Milwaukee, but he's also talked a ton about, like, I want to win championships. And if it goes poorly or he doesn't like the direction of the team or maybe the their, their age, you know, uh, comes back to bite him in the ass, I'm, you know, specifically talking about Middleton and Brooke and maybe even Lillard, uh, then maybe, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. He then says once again, yeah, he either says, hey, get me some more help or I'm going to go to another team. But yeah, for right now, Bucks fans, I mean, just ecstatic. You got Damian Lillard this offseason and then you just locked up, locked up Giannis here on the night before the season tipped. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the Bucks didn't do a ton other than those moves, but... Those are pretty sweet moves, and now you just got to see what it looks like out on the court. Can't wait. All right, so Giannis is uh, off the, uh, I guess, hypothetical, uh, you know, trade target table for some of these teams because there probably were some squads saying, yeah. oh, man, he hasn't signed an extension yet. Maybe maybe we can go and get him. Well, not looking likely, but don't worry. There's Joel Embiid because, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer's Keith Pompey, the Knicks are willing to offer a package – that includes three key players with Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Evan Fournier, and Mitchell Robinson all available in exchange for Joel Embiid. A trio from that group paired with two or three first-round picks. Again, this is coming from Keith Pompey. So true or false? The Knicks have an enticing trade package for landing MVP Embiid. Maybe it's true, but I'm going false because this is not it. This is not an enticing trade package. 
for the 76ers, this is the kind of package that Daryl Morey would love to get in return for James Harden. The guy's holding out for multiple picks in the first round and a quality player in Terrence Mann, and that's for a guy on the last year of his contract at 34 years of age. Not a reigning MVP, so of course the Knicks are willing to part with these players. I mean, Julius Randle, he's a really good regular season player, has struggled in the playoffs for the Knicks. R.J. Barrett, it's up to you on your opinion. He had a nice FIBA World Cup. Uh, His progress seems to have stalled a little bit in the NBA, but he's still young enough that you can convince yourself if you're into that kind of player. I don't know if Daryl Morey would be. Mitchell Robinson, he's a nice starting center. And then Evan Fournier is just salary filler. But it would all be about the picks that the Sixers would be getting back from the Knicks. And I don't know how exciting those picks would be. They would probably, the Knicks would probably want to include their Dallas first round pick Mm -hmm. that they have. That's top 10 protected until 2025. Then it turns into second rounders. They also have a Detroit pick. That's top protected, top 18 protected, going down to top nine protections into 2027. They also have a Wizards pick. Top 12 protected goes down to top eight protected in 2027. Those could all end up being second round picks. You would be excited about maybe getting some Knicks picks further down the line, Uh, you know, late 28. 2030. I'm starting to see 2031 show up in these. It looks ridiculous when you see it, but those ones could be interesting because by then you have to figure Embiid is at the tail end of his career. But if you're trading Embiid to the Knicks, their picks are going to be at the end of the first round. So I don't think this is a rebuilding type beat that the Sixers will be getting back. And if you're moving Joel Embiid, that is exactly what you want. So I don't think this is a deal that the Sixers will be interested in at all. How about the uh, Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> Are we maybe a little closer yeah, in this maybe, type maybe. of deal? It really depends on R.J. Barrett. When I look at this package, like Julius Randle, you're right, more of a regular season player, uh, but an all-NBA regular season player, an yep. all-star. You know, Fournier, okay, that's shooting. You know, he's a vet. That's really nothing. And then Mitchell Robinson, I like. I think he's actually, you know, uh, was a huge part of the Knicks' success. I mean, I always talked about it last year. When the guy plays, they're actually pretty good. And then it's the picks, of course, but it's R.J. Barrett. It's like, can this guy really turn into an all-star level player? Or is he just going to be sort of a frustrating, sort of low-efficiency player? He's still young enough. I still have hope uh, that he turns into a better player. But, yeah, that's the... I mean, he you would have to convince yourself that R.J. Barrett is like a... Yeah, a future all-star, you know, a guy that can easily be the, the second banana on a really good team. If you don't think that, and a lot of people don't, then you're like, oh, this is not all that sexy, especially when you went through the picks. Um, and it would be more than that anyway. <laughs> yeah. For him, be- yeah, I mean, especially yeah. playing with Maury here. Just in- interesting the timing of this coming from Pompeii. Like, I-, I think late last night, maybe early this morning, it was in an article about Harden. Yeah. I think the idea being, well, holy crap, Harden, is he going to play or not? Probably not. And what impact that has on Embiid, which we've talked about for weeks, it feels like now. So let's start thinking ahead. What will these trade packages potentially look like? But sounds like you don't think this is the one. This is not the one, but I think it's interesting that we are starting to see Embiid trade packages. The first night or the first morning of uh, the regular season, we will see a lot more Joel Embiid trade packages as the season goes on. And they will probably beat this one. Okay. All right. Next one here. This comes uh, by way of Zach Harper at The Athletic. He does his power rankings every week. They got a new nice update this season. Ooh, it looks slick, that power rankings. Nice modules. Good work over there, team. Uh, But I I bring this up because in Zach Harper's power rankings at The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash nodunks, get yourself a subscription. He he does the tiers. And he has right now, as we get ready for tip-off of this season, he has six teams in the contenders tier. He's got the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Lakers, the Warriors, and the Suns. True or false? There are six legit NBA title contenders heading into this season. I feel like this is a, a standardized test question that's trying to trip me up because mm-hmm. it's true and false at the same time. Go on. There are seven legit title contenders. Ooh. So false. But that does also mean that there are six. <laughs> okay. So true. Who's the seventh team? The Miami Heat? The Miami Heat, okay. of course. Okay. And actually, if you want to break it down, I think there are five legit title contenders and then two that you have to give respect to. I'm totally in on the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Lakers, and the Suns as title contenders. Okay. Those, to me, coming into the preseason, uh, coming into the NBA season, the five best teams. But the Heat have made it to the NBA Finals twice in the past four years were a shot away the other year. It feels like they would come up short against most of these teams. But who knows how healthy those teams are. And if you can keep getting to the finals, I got to give you some respect. That's similar to the Warriors, too. I feel like they are 
rapidly aging. They're just getting older and older. Chris Paul is now an important part of their team, uh, replacing Jordan Poole. I don't know what the age difference is, but 13 years, something like that. It's got to be. So they're definitely getting older, but we just recently saw the Warriors win a championship. Two seasons ago, last year, a little bit of a title hangover, a little bit of a fighting hangover. It just didn't gel. But the talent and obviously the championship know-how, it's still there with the Warriors. So I got to throw them into the mix. So yeah, I think the Heat and the Warriors are kind of a tier below, uh, even though we had it different on our tiers uh, in the preseason here. But I do think that there are seven teams coming into this season that I wouldn't be surprised if they won the championship. Uh, what I love about this as an NBA fan is it feels like this is maybe the second or third year in a row where it does feel like there's five, six, seven teams that have a legit case to actually go all the way. Uh, because, you know, years ago it was like, it was two or three. That list, you were like, you were really searching for like a third or fourth team to try and talk yourself into if everything breaks right. But uh, now, you're right. I mean, six, seven, legit title contenders. The best thing about all those teams is like, it's a disappointing season if they're not holding the LOB at the end. So that makes it exciting. So, all right. For the most part, we're agreeing with that one. True, Zach Harper sort of has it right. Trey wants the heat bumped up. Wants that little orange color beside them. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I'm like, uh, against the other five teams that are ahead of them, Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, L.A., and Phoenix, like, you would take all of those teams, I do believe, over the heat, but they're a team that makes moves, and they're a team that just gets better in the playoffs for whatever reason. Next one here, contract extensions. We had more after yesterday's show. A few minor ones. Just quickly, Okongwu signed a four-year, $62 million deal with the Hawks, an extension. Josh Green staying with the Mavs there, a three-year deal. Cole Anthony, Magic, Aaron Neesmith, the Pacers. But probably the biggest one, or definitely the biggest one, Trey, maybe the most shocking one, um, the Timberwolves and Jaden McDaniels agreeing to a five-year, $136 million contract extension. True or false, uh, Jaden McDaniels is worth this type of money. I'll go true because I think this will probably be true as time goes on. Nice leap last year for McDaniels. Became a top five defender at the wing position at the very least. I think he finished third uh, among forwards uh, for voting. He was just barely outside of uh, the all defense for voting. He's only 23 years old. And most importantly, he shot 39% from three last season after 36 and 31 uh, his first couple of years in the league. So if McDaniels is able to shoot near 40%, even if he's like 37, a little bit above league average, he becomes a very valuable player here. 30 to $35 million per year, average annual value, that usually gets you like an all-star fringe type character, like a Julius Randle. The 25 to $30 million range that Jaden McDaniels is in here, that gets you a plus player. And I think that's what Jaden McDaniels is going to be. Maybe he makes an all-star at some point in his career. It'll be tough on the team he's on right now, yeah. uh, just because he's at best like their third guy. Uh, from a reputation standpoint, but he's well-known on the defensive end and gives you enough offensively if he's hitting threes. If he turns back into a 31% three-point shooter, this deal looks a little worse, but I've got some faith in him. He's a really nice player. Yeah, I lean towards true with this one as well. My question is, is he already one of the best 3 and D players in the NBA? Defensively, no doubt. You said it, he's already one of the best wing defenders. Uh, He was... In the running for all defensive honors even last year, and he's so young, I assume he's going to be making a lot of those teams. But the three part of it is fascinating. You said 39.8% last season. That was a huge improvement from the two seasons prior. So yeah, it sounds like he's a 3 and D guy. But, on the other hand, pretty low volume shooting from the three-point line. 3.4 3.4 attempts per game in today's game, that's that's quite low. So you want to see that go up, and the efficiency obviously flirt around 37 38%, then absolutely. But this is fascinating. The Timberwolves agreed to a max rookie contract extension with Anthony Edwards earlier in the offseason. Gobert and Towns are both on super max deals. Nas Reed got paid, you know, three years, $42 million as sort of a backup center. And now you have this extension here with uh, McDaniels. The Wolves are going to be a luxury tax team for like the first time. In 20 years, I mean, new ownership coming in helps with that. But uh, do they have a team here? We'll, we'll, we'll find out here in the season, but that, that, you're, that you feel comfortable being a luxury tax team, paying all that money to these guys. Um, if they're the seventh or eighth seed, no, you don't probably. I mean, a great season for the Timberwolves would be finishing in the top four. Huge. Yes. Hosting a Huge. playoff series. And even that is kind of 
a low bar for a team that's going to be in the top 10 in payroll. That's a second apron team. So that was one of my big takeaways from here is that Carl Anthony Towns is heavily on the market because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to have four players in Gobert, Cat, Nas Reed, and McDaniels all in your front court. You can't pay all those guys that yeah. money and then have a supermax for Anthony Edwards as well. So it's like, yeah, it would be awesome if uh, Jaden McDaniels shoots more than three threes a game, but the shots just aren't there. Cat shoots a ton. Edwards shoots a ton. McDaniels is a, is a role player. So I think uh, we'll see how this season goes uh, for Minnesota. The pairing of Gobert and Cat should be a little bit better this season since they're coming in with a full camp rather than uh, Towns missing time at the beginning of last season. Uh, but it feels like the days are numbered uh, for Carl in Minnesota. Yeah, that probably is right. It's also a uh, you know, smart play by a McDaniels agent, I guess, to uh, wait and see what Devin Vassell got yeah, with his contract extension. According to John Krasinski at The Athletic, this negotiation between McDaniels and the Wolves, it went back and forth. And, you know, they started these discussions in July, but the parameters of the deal changed drastically when the Spurs signed Devin Vassell to that five-year $135 million deal. And maybe then they're like, hey, he's he's a different player. He's better defensively than Vassell is. I mean, he's a better offensive player, but he's in the ballpark, you know, similar age and all that. And you see the growth and he's a huge locker room guy as well. So, um yeah, I mean, it was a shocking number, I'll admit. I was like, whoa, he's a good player. But, man, they got a lot of guys on those max deals now. Big, big money there. Exactly, but he's also young and at a position that people are going to be interested in as time goes on. Yes. So a tradable contract down the road if that's the case. But, yeah, basically the same deal as Devin Vassell. The same deal structure as Mikhail Bridges, but he signed on the previous cap, so sure. it's a little bit sure. less money. But same percentages, and if it's like between Mikhail Bridges, McDaniels, and Vassell – I'm definitely taking Bridges first yes. over either of those two guys. And then it's probably a toss-up between McDaniels and Vassell. We've seen McDaniels in a better situation, I think, uh, just because the Timberwolves are trying to win, whereas Vassell is kind of getting his first chance now. Uh, so we'll, we'll see at the end of the season, but I probably would lean Vassell. I don't know. Mm, yeah, it's a toss-up. Toss-up. All right, final one here in true or false. According to Front Office Sports, Amazon is eyeing an NBA game package for Tuesday or Thursday nights. The goal is to create the NBA version of Thursday Night Football, which uh, currently streams on the e-commerce giant. Uh, the NBA is seeking an estimated $50 billion Yes, that's with a B to $75 billion for its next cycle here of uh, long-term media rights. So my true or false question, true or false, the NBA and Amazon are headed towards a $1 billion streaming partnership here. I guess what I'm getting at is do you think Amazon will be included in this next um, you know, television slash streaming deal? You're telling me Jeff Bezos is going Dr. Evil mode? I offer you $1 billion. Yes, he pets his cat. Bald head and everything. Yeah. Uh, this is obviously true. Yep. Uh, live sports is very valuable. And if you read some of the uh, press around this next deal that the NBA is looking for, there are a lot of people interested, not just Amazon, but Apple in the mix as well. Maybe NBC tries to get uh, in the streaming game. The NBA is quite aware that there are fewer and fewer people watching over TV, linear TV. So yep. streaming, you got to get in now, but it's even more important for the future when the kids who have grown up never having a cable subscription are paying the bills, you know? So yeah. you got to get in. I think there are about 900 games that haven't been sold to ESPN or to Turner. So you can have two a week that are on Am or on Amazon's Fire Stick or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the league is still, of course, negotiating with their incumbent media rights partners, uh, you know, Walt Disney's ESPN and then Warner Brothers Discovery's uh, Sports TNT. They're still going to be a part of this, I believe, going forward. But yeah, why won't they carve out a piece of these games a night even, yep. be it, I don't think it'll be Thursday night. That would be a little strange unless TNT is moving off of that. But yeah, like a Tuesday night, why Why wouldn't that be like the marquee night or they try and make it a marquee night? Are those uh, potential in-season tournament games nights? What it's Tuesdays and Fridays, right? I believe it yeah. is. Like I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm saying it with a smirk on my face, but you could see why the NBA would love that, of course. Like to like make those games a little more marquee. Maybe they're on uh, Amazon or be it Apple or help me. I don't know Google, Netflix. Um, we'll see. Because yeah. I think I think this deal, it's going to be like three to five media partners. I don't think it's going to be just obviously the two 
you know, media giants, it's going to be some of these streaming guys as well. Streamers are getting in the mix, and yeah. you're right that Amazon hosted uh, the WNBA Commissioner Cup. I know at least the finals was exclusively there you on go. Amazon, so there's a relationship there already, and they're doing... I mean, that's their in-season tournament, so no difference. That could definitely be uh, where it lives. I think that the NBA, though, would be a little hesitant to do that right away because then, I mean, a lot of people have Amazon Prime. A lot of people do have fire sticks. You can go watch Thursday Night Football at a bar. I don't know how they have that set up, but you can do it through Amazon. Uh, But also, would they want to have all of these in-season tournaments, which they're trying to blow up as a big deal, put in an exclusive site that not everybody has, even though a lot of people do? I don't know about that, but it makes sense. Uh, considering the previous relationships. Yeah, within this front office sports article, um, you know, their sources say the NBA is intrigued by Amazon's ability to draw an audience seven years younger than uh, the um, NFL's legacy TV partners. They were talking about the idea that these games, these football games on Amazon are drawing a much much younger audience than they are on, on normal television, which makes sense yeah. because these are the people that are leaning into it. You just hope, whatever this deal is, like... You wonder how confusing it's going to be. Like already with football, it's like, where is the game? Who's got it? Do I have that subscription? Whatever. Um, are we going to be going there with the NBA? I mean, probably. If, if what I'm saying is going to happen here, there's going to be like three, four, five spots, and you're going to have to figure out where the games are. Yeah, it's going to be confusing. I was uh, out this weekend, and I had a buddy who was super excited that Max was going to be streaming NBA games. I was like, oh, yeah. I forgot Max is streaming national games. So that's another way uh, that people can watch. Yeah, There's a lot of them, but man, it gets confusing. And one thing I'm sure that uh, the companies love, the corporations love, is you watch a lot more commercials with streaming. Because you're like, yeah, this is is a hassle. I'm watching Monday Night Football, and i got to flip over to the Fox Sports app to try and watch Game 7. Nah, I'll just sit and watch through this stupid ad. (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) It's so frustrating to flip between apps. It's not as easy as flipping between channels. Yeah, it's like we got you here on YouTube. Because uh, we got to take a break. You better not go anywhere. You know how difficult it is to come back and find where we are in you the can't spot. can't switch streams that fast. No, no, no. So, yeah, play along with those true or false questions and uh, let us know here in the stream team, as you guys are, or uh, in the YouTube comments or tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. We're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to play Pick Your Poison with these new NBA City Edition jerseys. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. All right, welcome back from Fox. Thanks for coming <laughs> back. We really appreciate it. Again, shout out to the stream team. Take a second, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe here because we've got a lot of basketball coming up starting tonight with the doubleheader there on TNT. But we are actually stealing a segment from our good friend, Matty O at Is This Good? It's time for Pick Your Poison. Yeah, that's right. We're taking it. I didn't know we had the rights to this intro. I'm not sure we do. We might be sued by <laughs> Matty O later today. Yeah, pick your poison. Uh, it's a staple on the Is This Good podcast, uh, which I highly recommend you go check out. It's got its own YouTube feed. They just had Cartnark on, a guy that goes around telling people to return their shopping carts <laughs> to the correct spot, and he gets into fights with them. It's actually very funny, and they had him on, and it was an enlightening interview. <laughs> I gotta say, he was a fascinating guy. Anyway... One of the segments, pick your poison. Uh, you know, you're you're presented a couple things, and you got to pick the best of the worst. And hey, we thought it would be perfect for these uh, new NBA <laughs> City Edition jerseys. And instead of showing you all 30 at once, we have broken them down into divisions. Let's start with the Atlantic Division. Here are the new NBA City jerseys. We got Boston. We got the Nets with a funky little font there. The Knicks. You need 3D glasses for those. 
the Sixers with the city of brotherly love. There's a lot of text there. And then Toronto with the sort of baby poo gold. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the boy. Um, so we're picking our poison here, Trey. Uh, what's the best of the worst when it comes to the Atlantic Division? Oh, I love this, Skeets. We used to do this um, every night in college. We would have bunk talk, all the boys hanging in the bunks. Yeah. We would either do street cred rankings, which is like the coolest things you did that week <laughs> to see where you ranked compared to everybody else. Okay. An early progenitor of the Riz rankings. Yes. Or other nights we would do uh, Pick Your Poison, where we would literally just for hours come up with terrible scenarios right. uh, to see how it pays off. There was always a secret option hemlock in, list, in case you wanted to take the Socrates route out of things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You see a lot of hemlock on this one. Uh, for me, in the Atlantic Division, I think I like the Knicks the best. I don't know why. The double vision thing is pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, with the white New York on top of the orange New York. It's very 90s inspired, I think, with the black side panels uh, that they wore during the Ewing years. I think there's pinstripes on this as well, like mm. uh, a pretty faint pinstripe. Yep. But... <sighs> I'm just comparing it to the others. Yeah, you know? so you're saying it's the least offensive. It feels like the yeah. most like the Knicks normal jersey. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, yeah, I'm torn between the Knicks and Boston as the uh, the best of the worst here. I mean, no thank you to the Nets one. I know that's uh, who's, cause. Who, that's cause of the artist of that one. The city of brotherly love. Oh my god, I that's a bad jersey. That one's pretty bad. Uh, Their yeah. one last year was cool, like the white one that yes. was very similar, yes. but. The fonts are just off on this one. I like Boston's, too. The general design, I think, is all right, but there's wood paneling on the side. You don't like the wood? Yeah. People are going to call these the woodies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they wearing the woodies tonight? Last yeah. year, it was diamond armpits. And this Tur- year, it's the woodies. And Toronto's, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, sort of throwback to the, uh, the their, their zigzag, um, you know, pinstripes from the uh, OG Raptors uniforms, but I just something about the color. It's not, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me. I'm just hoping they're not shiny. Yeah, I don't think they are. Yeah, as long as it's like a matte gold, it might be less offensive. Okay, so I'm going Boston. You're going the Knicks. Yeah, I'll go Knicks. As as the best of the worst. Okay, let's move it to the Central Division. Uh, We got Chicago mailing it in, just putting (laughs) Chicago (laughs) vertically down the side of their jersey. Uh, Cleveland going with the land here, these maroon-colored jerseys. There's a little drip there on the five. Of the uh, four or five of Donovan Mitchell's number. Yeah, why is that dripping? I don't know why that's dripping. <laughs> um, Detroit. You gotta get your five checked. Going with the uh, bad boys like font yep. uh, on theirs. Uh, the Indiana Pacers out, out of nowhere with the graffiti <laughs> style down the sides and the font sort of, uh, I guess, eh, graffiti like, if you want to call it that. And then Milwaukee uh, with some more blue joints. You got the green trim there. Uh, there's a cool sort of pattern on that one as well. Anyway, pick your poison. What's the best of the worst in the central? I think the least offensive is probably Detroit's. Like it's pretty simple. Yeah. And the the script is like modeled off their 80s, early 90s warm-ups, the Dennis Rodman warm-ups. Right. I love the skull and crossbow That's logo cool. on the side. Yeah. That's sweet. I can't believe I'm going to pick this, Skeets, but I think my favorite of this bunch is the Indiana Pacers. It's so ridiculous. It literally <laughs> looks like somebody drew the zeros of the number for Benedict Matherin. Looks like somebody drew it on MS Paint. Yeah. <laughs> As does the Indy, to be quite honest. It looks so, so weird that you can't believe it's real. It looks like somebody put one in as a joke, like, haha, I made this one uh, on, my, on my 1995 Acer computer yeah, and be, slipped it in. It's I, I believe the Pacers were one of the last leaks here too. So it does feel like like twenty nine of these city edition jerseys were done, and they were like emailing Indiana like, "Where's yours? You haven't sent it in yet." And yeah. like some temp was like, "Oh shit, we forgot to do that." And he's like, <laughs> and then here you go, uh, enjoy this. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I'm picking between Detroit and I don't mind Milwaukee's. Yeah, even, even, even though it feels like it's almost should be Minnesota's <laughs> yeah. with the colorways, but those are two of my favorites here. The land is, I mean, it's not offensive. It's similar to the ones they had that yeah. were white. Yeah. Um, it's hard to read the land, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about your bulls? Here? Not impressed. No, this is. I will not be wearing one of these ones i don't think okay okay so uh yeah it sounds uh you're you're, you're going wild card indiana i'm going wild card it's <laughs> so ridiculous it's very ridiculous yeah. and uh i will i'll go i'm gonna ultimately pick detroit okay. but i do yeah. i don't mind milwaukee's okay uh southeast division 
uh, Atlanta with the Times New Roman ATL <laughs> and some blue. Uh, we got Buzz City with the Teal Hornets there. Heat Culture. We've talked about this one already a lot. Talked with Alex Wong about it. He's not a fan. Orlando going with a interesting color here, but they got the star replacing that middle egg. That's sort of uh, something they've done before. And then Washington Wizards with uh, the District of Columbia and just so much going on on this jersey and the colors <laughs> out of no like I don't know uh, pick your poison TK <laughs> this one um, this one might be, might be a hemlock skeets this wow you don't this think there's a, any good ones uh, good well, I don't know uh, Buzz City is okay to me the the teal plus the mint is kind of a weird combination yeah. but I think that one's fine Orlando Magic it looks like a Dallas Cowboys jersey to me yeah. The navy blue, obviously they brought back the star, but it's silver, so it gives uh, gives cowboy vibes. Totally. I, I can't pick ATL, Heat Culture, that is... or the Freddy Krueger District of Columbia jersey. <laughs> yeah. The What's dis- going on? The District of Columbia Wizards jersey looks like, to me, remember there was rumors that, uh, I guess it was New Jersey, we're going to name their team the Swamp Dragons? <laughs> That's what I picture a Swamp Dragon jersey would look like, sort yeah. of. Like the colors sure. and all that, uh, so it's not that one. I think I picked Buzz City. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in on Buzz City as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is? I mean, I haven't looked into it because I'm not that crazy, Skeets. But what is supposed to be the references for District of Columbia? I don't know. Like, At first I was like, is it because of the Statue of Liberty turning from copper to that greenish color? And then I was like, oh, wait, that's <laughs> in a completely different state and location in the United States. I have no idea. Yeah, is it somebody, about pennies? Somebody said it's a, it's a Washington Post reference? What? Yeah, okay. Is that Ben Gulliver on the back? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it looks like a Blazers jersey a little bit, maybe. Yeah, make it a make a jersey out of Lego, and then we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ben. Uh, all right, so yeah, we're going Buzz City. Yeah, Buzz I, City. I don't mind the Orlando one, but you're, now that you said they look like Cowboys jerseys, I can't stop thinking. Yeah, about that. that's a Dak Prescott jersey. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to the West End, the Northwest Division, the Denver Numbers. There with the five two eight zero. That's a Nuggets jersey, guys. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves with their lake joints. OKC. Um, you can't really see it there uh, in, in the image we have, but there's a lot of like sort of um, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> I don't even what how to describe it. Photos, I guess, <laughs> or like uh, designs, I guess I should say. Uh, in the black, like within the black. Yep. It's not really popping right now for me. Uh, Rip City with some plaid there for the Blazers, and then Utah Jazz. Um, purple mountain joints. Yep. Pick your poison. Well, we've talked about the Timberwolves ones a lot. They're still good. And when yeah. you see them compared to the other 31s, you're like, okay, that might be the best one here. I think the Jazz is awesome. Looks great. They're kind of cheating. Uh, you know, basically going with a throwback design, but updating it yep. uh, for currently. But I think those look incredible. Uh, but if you're talking about the three, the the Nuggets, the Thunder, and the Rip City I mean, I guess, I don't know. If you got to choose between those ones, I'm leaning towards Portland because it's got shoulder plaids on the back, which is a funny joke for us, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can choose between those three. Yeah, my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish, um, he likes to uh, tell us that he invented shoulder plaids. And I think he might have. This is This is years ago. This is over a decade ago, maybe two decades at this point. He, for some reason, thought it would be cool, I guess, uh... To get his mom to stitch plaid on the shoulders of his t-shirts. And he created shoulder plaids. And he tried to make it a look. He had our friend uh, Paul uh, as one of the models. Uh, And, you know, there was a short window where these were being worn. They wore it to a summer league um, show that we had in Vegas. I think they got on camera. Yeah, they were showing off the shoulder plaids. Yeah, they were pointing at it. Uh, Pika Trackers was there. Anyway, um... So we sent this to uh, Grish, and he was—I mean, he was ecstatic. People were wondering if he was getting a percentage He's like, About from time. the Rip City uh, <laughs> sales because, yeah, you can't see it right here on the front, but on the back there, you see that little red bleeding through. They're—they're they're shoulder plaids on a jersey. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> for that reason, that reason alone, I gotta take it. Like, I can't believe the day has come that that Grish uh, created a fashion statement here. Get him a Scoot here. Henderson. Yeah, for sure. I would love it. Um, no, you're right though. It's it's the Wolves and the Jazz, and uh, I mean these Nuggets won. Right? These are these are just insane. These are the defending NBA champions. They're going to be forced to wear this hunk of shit. Five two eight zero. Flip it upside down. Oh eight five two. 
Um, did I have that right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, 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 right. 0825. Oh, no, no, you're right. 5-2 because it would be upside down. My yes, bad. My yes, bad. My yes. Bad. Uh, brutal. Brutal stuff. What are they doing? I would almost get that as like uh, if I could get a custom jersey number 13 Kirby because then it would have my basketball number, my football number, and Brad Miller's number on it. So <laughs> good for me. Maybe good for you as well because it looks like a runner's bit. That's what a lot of people send me. Yeah, yeah. Running the New York Marathon there yeah. in that one. Is there a Denver <laughs> Marathon? For sure. I think I probably have run with a 5280 on my chest before. Wow. wow. That's a Denver Marathon. It would be at altitude. Too tough. Oh, yeah. But it could all be downhill on mountains. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Just roll up into a ball like your Sonic the Hedgehog. And go down. Okay, so yeah, we like uh, we like the Wolves, we like the Jazz, and yeah, we got some love for Rip City and their weird plaid shoulders. Okay, uh, the Pacific Division, San Francisco uh, going uphill. Speaking of hills, wavy. Uh, yeah, it is wavy. It almost looks like an error, but it's not. Um, the Clips with a uh, pretty generic looking jersey here. Got the little basketball on the eye. The Los Angeles Lakers, I guess they're paying homage to an old jersey. Uh, weird triangle sort of format there with the Los Angeles. Uh, we got the Spanish Valley Joints for the Suns, uh, which I have compared to Taco Bell, yes. <laughs> the colors there. And then the Kings, um, you know, again, paying... Uh, homage to an old jersey, the Rochester Royals, I believe, with that look with the king sort of down the side. So pick your poison. Suns is awesome. It looks great. I think it'll look really cool on court. Uh, yeah. Will they wear it tonight? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, not yeah. for a season opener, but that'll look cool because they always do a really good job, I feel like, with their having their court match these weird jerseys. Uh, so I think that'll look sweet. The Kings is pretty good to me. We've seen yep. them wear something similar for a lot of these, uh, throwing it back to the Royals days. But my favorite of the bunch and I don't even hate it skeets I like the San Francisco Warriors I kind of don't mind the waviness of it and I understand the reference because when you're in San Francisco there's hills everywhere man (laughs) it's crazy and I don't know I thought there's last year remember they had like that's like a weird rose pattern down at the bottom of it would stick up from the shorts very weird look but I did think the black and gold looked pretty solid uh for uh for the Warriors so I'm in on this one those are rolling hills there, though. And uh, I remember steep hills in San Francisco. Oh, you want an even more angle. Yeah, sort of. 45-degree <laughs> angle. Uh, I showed Nora these, and she immediately was like, that's a mistake, right? Like, they screwed up? Did you pick the wrong one? Like, it was an error? Because it does look so, you know, I can't think of a jersey where it had the font, the team name. That wiggly. That wiggly, yeah. I mean, it's... That's weird. I can't say I like it. Kind of looks like that emoji where it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, this is a rough bunch, but I lean towards the Suns and Kings like you. I hate these Lakers ones too. I, I, I know that again, they're, it's like a bit of a throwback or a nod to the past. I think that looks so stupid. The, the way that that's designed. <laughs> the, it, the color is more the problem for me. I don't sure. like the Blackford. Literally no reason. The design is unusual though. It looks like an old shirt. Like an old yeah. 1950s or 60s shirt before they'd actually it just looks, figure out um, how to arch designs. It looks cluttered. It looks like there's so much on the front yeah. of that jersey because there is. Uh, all right. Lots of anglies on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, final one here. Southwest Division. The Dallas Mavericks with like a, you know, a 70s style font, I want to call that. I don't know. Uh, we got H-Town for the Rockets uh, with their white jerseys. Uh, Memphis going with the barcode look. Uh, they've had that that design on the uh, on their shorts before, I remember. So they put yeah. it up on their on their chest now. Uh, New Orleans going with this sort of what people are calling like a voodoo theme, I guess, uh, instead of their normal Mardi Gras. Like they're black and got some neon green there. And then San Antonio, um, uh, in a way, paying um, uh, homage to like uh, the World Fair. No, not Whataburger. Uh. I think the World Fair that they had in like back in the 60s or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, pick your poison when it comes to the final division here, the Southwest. What's well, the best division? These are fine. These are uh, all okay. fine. Yeah, that might be actually. You're right. Which, wow. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on all fine. I kind of like the NOLA leaning into the voodoo look of things. It's a little underwhelming. Doesn't really go with what they're wearing at all. That could um, look cool on a custom court. I think it'll look cool. That would look awesome. Like, yeah. Almost like a glow in the dark with that green. Yeah. That'd be neat. Uh, but my favorite is the San Antonio Whataburgers. If I were to get a Victor Wembenyama jersey, it would probably be this one. I'm a sucker uh, for orange, obviously. And yeah. them using it as an accent color is pretty smart. And you do not see brown on a jersey. 
all that often. I <laughs> no. do believe that's a brown word mark, right? That San Antonio looks brown to me. Yeah, I think it's got some some brown tint yep. to it. Yeah. Who's wears brown jerseys? Uh, the Padres? Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Good point. Uh, yeah, let us know on the stream team. Any other teams that wear brown? An NBA team that's worn brown? That's a tough one to think of. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of even any old San Diego Clippers, but they didn't wear brown. No. I don't know. <laughs> any browns out there? Okay, so you like this division the most. Yeah, I think it's all right. It's okay. I would pick I – w- I would love to see those – those voodoo Nolas on a custom court, like I said, I think that could look cool. I don't mind the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, know. I, fine. I, I don't mind them. Yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe it looks great with the 77 there. Uh-huh. number. All right, there it is. Um, stream team was chiming in here on all of those going. I mean, there was a lot of, man, these all suck. Whoa, what are these? Who gave up? Um, so let us know, though. Your, your favorite jersey from these city edition jerseys uh a lot of them are bad i think uh worldwide wob did you see his thread yeah on all 30 he was low scores he had low scores on a lot of these even some of the ones we liked he was crapping on i think he liked maybe three in the end i think maybe three had over a five five. on the 10 yeah yeah so maybe you agree with worldwide wob maybe uh you know you're like us and there are some of the bunch that you don't mind let us know we gotta take one more break when we come back tweet of the night don't go anywhere Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f***ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, still here in the Classic Factory as we start to wrap up today's podcast. But before we go, we've got Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet. Uh. Well, two-parter here. Two-part Tweet of the Night. First one comes from Slam Online. They put the Oklahoma City Thunder on the cover of Slam Magazine mm. coming back into the NBA season. Tough. Yeah. Return of the real. You got Shea on there alongside Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Chet. And J-Dub, these guys looking very, very cool. Very cool. Like, if I was a 13-year-old and I saw this, I would be a Thunder fan for life. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of like when they put uh, the New Jersey Nets on the cover with Kerry <laughs> Kittles and Keith Van Horn. I'm like, in. Yeah. They're going to be sick. They are going to win a championship by the, 2001. <laughs> the Clippers. <laughs> Darius Miles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, put some cool guys on the cover looking cool. And it pays off, but apparently there was one guy missing. Uh-oh. Because... Uh, Mark fun- Dagnall? <laughs> yeah. No, Dagnall on the cover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Trey Mann, he wasn't on the cover, 
So he photoshopped himself <laughs> in and said the slam shoot was smooth for real. <laughs> Found the blurriest picture he could. I know. <laughs> Didn't photoshop the, the white part between his legs there. Just, he's like, that's good enough. But man. it was smart of him not to cover anybody, right? Like, yeah. He just slotted himself in right alongside uh, J-Dub and right in between Shay. I thought that was very, very funny. Oh, I like that. Yep. All right, Trey Mann. Uh, Trey Mann. Cover. Um, yeah, you can still buy Slam Magazine, right? actual physical you can copies. you can uh you remember that those couple of months when the bulls were good yeah yeah it was a yeah. uh, 2021 when you said they were back every day they were so back yeah they were so back they got on the cover of slam magazine i went to so many bookstores trying to find a physical copy i probably went to five different bookstores before i finally tracked you this thing one. down yeah wow. still haven't read it but i got it okay i guess i i do have um i have one after the uh raptors with Kawhi won the championship yep there was like a commemorative one or at sure. least the one that came after that. So I have that one. It's up on a shelf somewhere. Um, good to see you. Love Slam. Love Slam. That was the best. Yep. I mean, you, yeah, you you obviously read them or collected Tough. them when you were a kid. Absolutely. Did you have a subscription? Were I they never had a subscription. No, 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 I was a uh, read it in the aisle at Walmart and maybe bring it home as well. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah read yeah, that yeah. trash talk. <laughs> All right, guys. Shout uh, out to Russ Bankson and Lang Whitaker. They did a podcast together. Those guys are legends in the slam game. Yeah, we got to have Russ on to talk about his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get a copy of it? I do. Oh, yep, yep. okay. About the, uh, what is it? The 15, 15 sneakers. sneakers that define basketball, I yeah. believe it's called. Yeah, it'd yep. be fun. Um, all right, well, we're going to call it here. We got lots of pods coming still this week, including Survivor coming up on Thursday. And I just did one this morning. Hours before jumping on here with Trey, I jumped on with Joel in Taiwan to talk about the Texas Rangers punching their ticket to the World Series. Yeah. Beating the Astros. Pretty dominant fashion there in Game 7. We looked ahead to tonight's Game 7 between the D-backs and Phillies. You got a prediction on that one, TK? Where are you going? Phillies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wait a second. It's a, it's a Game 7, right? It's Game 7. Home Game 7. That's right. I think Philly sports hasn't won a Game 7 in like 10 years or something like that. Whoa. All sports. Oh, wow. Okay. Curse of so I'm going there. Phillies. You're going I'm Phillies. sticking with the Phillies. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we had a blast going through some of our um, favorite, best, greatest, whatever you want to call it, uh, walk-off, celebrations, moments in MLB postseason history. So check out No Bunts over at the Athletic Baseball Show. It's up on YouTube. It's on podcast feed. And tonight, come hang with Trey and I at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. I will add the link to the show notes. Uh, a little pregame stream on playback. We're just going to kick it. Get ready for the uh, Lakers Nuggets. Uh, do a lot of like Q&A with the uh, chat over there. So come hang out. Come join our room at the least. we got over 4,000 of you in the No Dunks room. And, and like I said, uh, we'll be doing some fun on Wednesday night, some league pass action when we get a bunch of games, including all those Eastern Conference teams <laughs> that Trey's waiting right. for. This guy's an Eastern Conference sicko. Always have been, always will be. National <laughs> League as well. NFC too. Wow. Those are your favorites. Yep. Interesting. I always think of the National League as a as a West Coast league. But it maybe isn't. I guess it's not. It's not. But it feels like it to me. I don't know why. <laughs> it's kind of, it's know, it's like you grew up near Toronto. Dodger. An AL team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I guess Oakland, they're an American League team, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Seattle. They don't really do it by... They go coast to coast. Yeah, they yeah. don't do it by uh, yeah. geographical location. That's strange. Anyway, tonight, playback. Can't wait to see you. We'll be back here tomorrow morning to talk about tonight's NBA games. Oh, my God. Happy NBA opening day. Thanks so much to the stream team. Thanks to all the podcast listeners. We'll see you later. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Skeets, we didn't make finals picks. Okay, who you got? Bucks over Nuggets. I will go Suns over Bucks. Brace the day, people.